Is this a massive FBI hoax? Mr. Reagan. So the other day, a heretofore unheard of group marched through Washington, D.C. The march was caught on a video and it made the rounds on Twitter. So this video struck a lot of people as strange for a lot of reasons, but at the end of the day, everybody spotted straight away that this was probably an FBI hoax. These really seemed like FBI agents posing as a white supremacist group. Now, one thing that was strange, and there are a lot of strange things here, but one thing is that it's unclear why these people were marching. There doesn't seem to be a clear reason, and yet they're all very clearly organized and they seem like they're incredibly well-funded. It looks as if they're just trying to make people think that there's a bunch of white supremacists marching in D.C. That seems to be the only reason that they're there. It's like a show, right? It's like theater. Now, we've had some pretty obvious and some pretty sinister hoaxes pulled by the left in recent years. There was the Jesse Smollett race attack hoax, which is now back in the news. There was the Lincoln Project Tiki Torch white supremacist black guy hoax that backfired. There was the Gretchen Whitmer abduction hoax that was essentially planned and executed by the FBI themselves. And there was the January 6th insurrection hoax that was also an FBI operation. And all of this was, of course, after the Christopher Steele dossier, which is essentially a hoax, and was also perpetrated, at least in part, by the FBI. And look, there are a million other leftist hoaxes, but those are, you know, some of the bigger ones in recent years. So now the big question is, is this group, the Patriot Front, is this a massive FBI hoax? Well, I actually called a former FBI agent to get his take. And I'll let you know his reaction to these guys in one moment. First, I have to sell you something. And I know you're going to skip over this part, and I'm okay with it. Unless you really want to invest in gold, which might not be a bad idea in this economic environment. One guy on Twitter, after having watched the <laughs> Patriot Front video here observed that the name Patriot Front is appropriate because the organization is a front for an FBI operation. I thought that was pretty funny. But is this an FBI operation? It's an interesting question and one that I pose to this guy. This man is the host of the Mark Vines podcast and a man I consider a friend. I've had him on the show before and he's not only a great guy, but he is the guy to go to if you want to know what's going on on here. He is a former FBI agent, but more importantly, he was a supervisor in the domestic terrorism division, and he can let me know for sure whether or not these guys were legit militia, or if they were FBI, or, you know, what was going on here. So we, he happened to call me up last night, and I was working on this video, and I said, hey, I'm doing this video on this group, and I think that they might be a fake FBI organization posing as a white supremacist group. Can you watch the video and let me know what you think? So he clicks on the link and immediately, you know, this smile flashes across his face and like a moment later, he just bursts out laughing. Now, he had two comments. One, he said, these guys are definitely not FBI agents. And two, they are definitely not right-wing militia guys. 
Okay, so... What the hell are they? <laughs> you might be looking at your screen right now, shouting, but they are FBI agents. Look at them clearly. And, you know, I see why you might think that. Look at their weird uniforms. Khakis? The mass-printed shirts and hats, the commercially produced flags. I mean, this seems like a kind of an expensive operation. This looks to me like a Hollywood production. This is kind of what it looks like when you get a bunch of extras that come in and they go and they get their wardrobe from the wardrobe department and then they go over to props and they get their props to the props department. This is kind of what that looks like. So, okay, so this is some kind of production. It's staged. It's theater. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's FBI. Now, I can definitely see motivations for the FBI to have done this, and I'm going to go over those later because, honestly, I'm not completely convinced that this is not FBI. But these guys are really young. I mean, they're like in their 20s. And the former agent that I spoke with told me that most FBI recruits come in at about age 30. You see, in order to join the FBI, you've got to come from another career. And many guys come from police or the military. But, you know, it, that's not necessarily the case. Many agents are recruited from all kinds of different disciplines. Uh, but whatever the case is, no matter what, nobody's recruited like straight out of high school or college. You've got to have done another job. You've got to have had another career before joining the FBI. So, okay, so these guys are too young to be FBI. Now, that's not to say that they couldn't have been hired by the FBI specifically for this purpose. But that does seem somewhat unlikely. Look at the prop shields that they're holding. I mean, would the FBI have thought to give them those specifically? I mean, the, the little round shields are clear, and then you've got these bigger full bo body shields that are made of metal, and they're all like designed out. They look all professional, like the flags. I mean, they're both produced, like professionally produced. It's really bizarre. I mean, to me, everything about this seems fake and like way off from reality, like a Hollywood movie. But did the FBI do it? I'm starting to doubt the whole FBI agent theory. Now, a lot of people on Twitter are referencing this photo from the Justice for January 6th rally, a rally that basically everybody predicted was going to be a big FBI false flag. And sure enough, boom, FBI everywhere. In fact, after this photo went viral, folks started referring to obvious undercover FBI agents as glowies because they're so obviously FBI that they might as well glow in the dark. And now this new group is such a blatant hoax that it's laughable, and people are calling the members of this group glowies and feds and stuff like that. Uh, and I don't know if that's right, but that's how people are, are looking at this. Lauren Chen wrote, Feds staging a false flag event. Kyle Hilo uh, wrote, So obvious the feds, the matching clothes, Please spare me if anybody thinks this looks organic. It reeks of the feds. Badger Wilson wrote, It's a feds day out. They're wearing the same pants, masks. That was hilarious. Atomic Alex wrote, If you haven't heard of it before you see it happening, it's probably the feds. Homicidal Apple wrote, uh, Everybody's in shape, fully masked, matching outfits, glasses, and shields. This is a setup. Good Lord. And Skirky71 wrote, Fed boys, fed boys, what you gonna do? And of course, people have posted memes like this one, which I have always found hilarious. And because of the tidal wave of responses like these, I thought, yeah, those guys do look like feds. I mean, it, this is obviously a phony protest march, and who else but the feds would do something like this? Well, I have developed three alternative explanations, which I think are somewhat plausible. One, 
this is the work of some kind of like leftist billionaire or leftist organization, like maybe like a nonprofit or something, a think tank maybe, with a lot of money uh, who have basically just hired a bunch of actors. That makes some sense to me. Two, maybe this is just Antifa, right? Maybe Antifa, an Antifa group decided they're going to pretend to be right-wing folks, create a bunch of havoc, and then right-wing people get blamed for that. I don't think Antifa would be the mastermind, though, because I think Antifa would do a lot more damage than these guys are doing. Uh, And the third idea I have is that this is the work of a different government organization. Maybe there are... You know, a few political operatives in D.C. that dreamed this up and, that you know, they created some kind of off-the-books division specifically for this and other similar things. But even if one of those alternative explanations are correct, not everything really lines up quite as well as if this was a law enforcement psyop. The FBI explanation really does explain everything about this extremely well. However, as my friend, the former FBI agent, explained... There are definitely a couple of major problems with that theory as well, problems that make it somewhat unlikely to be true. Now, it's possible that it's the FBI, but it seems somewhat unlikely. Then again, I I don't actually think the FBI today is the same FBI that existed when my friend was in it. So, you know, maybe things have changed. I don't know. I, I don't think the FBI is still recruiting common sense, honest, patriotic men like they did back when he he worked there. In fact, let's find a recruitment video and see who they're trying to hire nowadays. Growing up, I was told that a woman cannot pursue a man's job, but I want to prove them wrong. Now that I'm here, one of my primary goals is to help in uh, the FBI efforts to recruit more diversity, more women. It's awesome for me personally to have two childhood friends that are black female special agents who are currently in this organization. Well, that's interesting. I mean, look, I can totally imagine a few pink-haired former community organizers going to work for the FBI and then getting this idea to create a fake white supremacist organization and then working this all out on a whiteboard. And, of course, it, it it's a total fail, but... I could see that happening. But you know what? Whether this was the FBI or Antifa or some other federal division or a billionaire's pet project or some private leftist organization's thing, whoever it was, they really messed this up. This was terrible. Whoever they hired as the art director for this little project has never met a Republican in their life, much less a patriot, much less a militia member. These guys have no idea what they're doing. This is like this is like as if... Employees at the Gap decided that they were going to start their own militia. That's what that looks like. And this is why nobody believes that this is a real conservative group, a patriot group, a nationalist group, whatever you want to call it, because they're clearly much more interested in aesthetics than substance. They don't seem to have any coherent message, but, you know, wearing uniforms and marching together and holding flags, well, they must be patriots. <laughs> they, they, they're called patriots, patriot front They must be patriots, right? No, look, conservatives are substance first. Style, not even, not second, not third, not at all, okay? It's not even considered in any list of priorities, style, which is probably a bad thing for conservatives a lot of the time, but whatever. Anyway, conservatives care about practical concerns. They don't care about aesthetics. They don't care if their t-shirts match, you know? This is 100% political theater, and that is a 100% leftist tactic. This is, this is a gay leftist's idea of what a right-wing militia looks like. And you know what? I want to draw special attention to their beige 
balaclavas. Uh, first, patriots don't wear face masks of any kind because we're not criminals. Secondly, if a militia guy were going to wear a mask, it would probably be like a hunting mask or something like that. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know who who developed this group, but it's it is the least convincing hoax I've seen in a while. Now, to a lot of the conservatives on Twitter, the reason that these dudes are wearing masks is obvious. They're FBI guys, and they need to hide their identities. However, this could also be because if these guys are paid actors, which I think is very possible, or or if they're a leftist organization trying to make conservatives look bad, in both cases, these guys would not want to be outed as white supremacists or even right-wing because they're not. Now, several people on Twitter actually pointed out that these guys are all fit young guys. Not one of them has a beer belly. How many militia guys do you know who are that fit? Let me show you guys a picture of an average militia group. I voted. I guessed right. Four out of five times. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. But that's not far off. Most militia guys are older. They're retired. A lot of them are big dudes. They're survivalists, preppers, guys like that. They're certainly not like clean-shaven frat boys. And where are like the Let's Go Brandon banners and the MAGA hats? I mean, I think this is supposed to be like some kind of highly disciplined militia group or whatever, but real militia type guys are not anything like this. In fact, when I asked Mark Vines what he thought this group was, he said, I have no idea. It's weird. (laughs) And that's basically the conclusion that we drew. It's just an absolutely bizarre group. They're obviously not what they pretend to be. They're clearly fake. They're clearly brought in from somewhere. Uh, You know, they're all younger white guys, all fit, and they just don't fit the profile of any typical group like this. Except, you know, while I was writing the script, I did think of one, Antifa, right? Antifa is the only radical political group that has this many young white dudes in it. So maybe it's Antifa, or maybe whoever did this recruited Antifa. Who knows? I do have one bit of evidence that actually supports this idea, their clothes. Look at how much of their body and their face is covered. It's not just loose covering like a BLM looter or an Antifa thug. A lot of these guys are fully covered, like full balaclavas, sunglasses, long sleeves, gloves, everything. Like every inch of their skin is covered. Maybe it was a bit cold out or maybe... They have a lot of tattoos, and what young white guys tend to be completely covered in tattoos? Antifa. A lot of Antifa guys have tattoo sleeves, their hands are tattooed, their necks, even their faces. So if these guys want to go out pretending to be white supremacists, but they've got a bunch of Marxist tattoos, well, they're probably going to have to cover those up in order to be convincing. Now, most of Patriot Front's efforts seem really just to be trying to direct people to their website. So I went ahead and I went to their website. And if you go to their website, it's amazing. (laughs) I mean, the content is not amazing. The content is super boring and laughably stupid. But from a design perspective, this site is better than like 99% of websites that I see out there. It's super slick and it's super professional. I... It's got professional photography, and the photos are heavily edited, so they all conform to this uniform branding. It looks like a lot of money went into this website, and it certainly was not developed by a white supremacist militia group. This looks like it was developed by a corporation, or maybe by a leftist nonprofit, or maybe even by a federal law enforcement agency that hired some top web developers, something like that, maybe. I don't know. So let's have a look quickly at what Patriot Front is all about. Let's read 
what they've got written uh, on their website. In fact, there was one section in particular that really caught my attention. They've written, America's goals will be sought with the united and enduring passion of the national collective. No placement of the private interest above that of the common good will stand unopposed. <laughs> this is Marxist language. Okay, this is not patriotic language. National collective? Collectivism is a tenet of Marxism. It's the whole concept of Marxism. And then no placement of the private interest above that of the common good will stand unopposed. The right wing is all about private enterprise. We're about individual rights. This is not language that will inspire the kind of people that they are supposedly targeting to join this group. Whoever created this group, they're morons. Ironically, Patriot Front distributes a lot of pretty well-designed stickers and flyers, and some of them are very clearly anti-communist. So for an organization that purports to be anti-communist, it's really bizarre that they use Marxist language in their manifesto. It doesn't make any sense. So my guess is that whoever developed the manifesto for this group is a Marxist. Either that or they've studied the rhetoric of organizations throughout history, organizations like what they're trying to pretend that this one is, and they've copied that language, but they've clearly not thought it through because now they've got anti-communist imagery paired with Marxist language. It's The whole thing is laughable. And they've even got one poster that appears to be anti-capitalist. I mean... I, I, okay, this stuff doesn't make any sense at all. Now, most of the rest of the text on the website that I saw, and there's a lot of it, is really boring. Some of it is definitely, like, white supremacist stuff, but most of it is just boring, trite, rah-rah-rah type jargon. None of it is actually compelling or interesting. There's, there's no way that anyone ever actually joined this group thinking that it was cool or interesting or anything like that. I mean, <clears throat> this stuff reads like what a leftist academic might think a right-wing extremist would say. It's, it is bad. It's bad. But it gets even worse. There is a recruitment video. Oh, yes, there's a recruitment video, and it's hilarious. There's an anarchist book fair inside this building. What? What are you... <laughs> Why are you protesting an anarchist book fair? What? Ugh. Okay. To me, this part, this anarchist book fair thing, this very specific thing, this is the stupidest thing that they've produced. 
I mean, just about everything that these guys post is moronic and obviously fake, but an anarchist book fair? Who cares? Okay, you know what I've never heard, guys? I've never heard in my 42 years of life any conservative anywhere ever mention anarchists as a major problem in America, right? I mean, I don't think anybody thinks anarchists are great. I mean, obviously anarchists do, but most people don't. But like, they're the problem in America? Yeah, you know what? Sure, Antifa is burning buildings. Black Lives Matter is looting stores. Both groups have murdered people in the street. Democrat politicians are imposing authoritarian dictates on all of us. The, The FBI are targeting conservatives and stripping us of our civil rights. But you know who the real bad guys are? The anarchists and their damn book fairs. <laughs> I mean, I have literally never heard any conservative complain about the anarchist problem in America. Like, what are these guys doing? This is not, no real right wing group would ever target anarchists in any way at all. And specifically, their book fair? No, that's not happening. In fact, conservatives by nature tend to lean more toward anarchy than toward authoritarianism. I mean, we are small government, right? That's our whole thing. We're for individual liberty. And, you know, some libertarians I've talked to especially are kind of borderline anarchists, really. I mean, why in the world would an apparently right-wing organization protest an anarchist book fair? And what the hell is an anarchist book fair anyway? (laughs) The book fair itself sounds fake. I mean, is this just for anarchists who haven't yet heard of Amazon? Do, do, do book fairs even exist anymore at all? I mean, all of this is just unbelievably stupid. So this organization was supposedly created by this guy. His name is Thomas Rousseau. Now, I've read what little there has been written about this guy. And honestly, I actually don't believe any of it. He uh, supposedly led another white nationalist group called Vanguard at Charlottesville, and they started his own organization, Patriot Front. And let me tell you how much of that story I believe is true. Zero. I mean, maybe it's true. Maybe maybe it isn't. I don't know. But in any case, I I certainly don't believe that this guy is a conservative or that he's any of the stuff that he pretends to be. And, And let me explain why I'm so confident about this. I'm going to play for you a video of this guy talking. And while you're watching it, think about whether or not this is the kind of guy that you would follow or listen to and whether you think you know anyone who would actually follow this guy. Because I certainly would not. When our identity was being denied, Americans did not, you know, celebrate. They didn't sit around with hot dogs and go on fishing boats and set off little fireworks in their backyard, right? That would be insulting. And I think today we need to come to a realization of what our holidays are actually about because in times of tranquility and prosperity, these holidays can be times of celebration for what you have, but we aren't in those times. So these days need to be calls to action. We not only seek to exchange the structures which guide modern social, philosophical, legal, and political conduct, but we seek to dig to the core beliefs, the foundation of why the government is legitimate, why it ought to be, and why it should be there at all. We recognize the need for organizing and the need for a structured society, but we don't go so far as legitimizing conventional parties and 
conventional dynamics, which can only yield conventional results, which are by their very nature opposed to the revolutionary consciousness that we are making every effort to promote, to instill, to inspire, and to forge ourselves into physical blood and bone representatives of. Okay, now, I'm not the biggest YouTuber in the world, but I do know a thing or two about developing a following. And I can tell you this. You basically need four things. You need to be interesting. You need to be genuine. You need confidence. And you need to be charismatic. This guy is zero for four. He has none of the qualities it takes to develop a following. By interesting, what I mean is you need to have information that other people don't have and or a perspective that people find interesting. And it's the same for like occultists, you know, political leaders, YouTubers, you know, a minister at a church. All those kinds of leaders, they need something interesting or a perspective that people need. You know, teachers, for instance, teachers have knowledge that the students don't have. And so that's why you respect the teacher. You know, cult leaders trick people into thinking that they have knowledge that the rest of the world doesn't have. Political leaders, uh, on the other hand, offer fresh solutions, right? A new perspective. YouTubers such as myself, we need to find information. We need to find obscure or interesting news stories uh, to offer to you guys. And we also need to offer a unique perspective on those stories. Um, and if you can't do either of those things, then you're almost surely going to fail as a YouTuber. Um, ministers, Christian ministers, offer insights into the Gospels that a religious follower needs. So no matter what kind of leadership role you're in, you need to be interesting, uh, genuine. This guy is not genuine. He comes across as a total phony. Even his accent seems fake somehow. Hot dogs. I mean, I'm not sure what that accent is. He's supposed to be from Texas. I don't know, but it sounds like he's trying to sound country, you know, rather than just speaking naturally. And maybe I'm wrong on that one. I don't know. I'm not from the South. I'm not from Texas, so I couldn't tell you for sure. But in any case, he comes across as extremely phony to me. And he certainly does not exude confidence at all. Um, and, you know, that could be explained away by camera shyness, but no, he, he doesn't seem like a confident dude to me. And then lastly, charisma. And I mean, I, I'll let you guys decide whether or not this guy's charismatic, but when I listen to him, I am immediately compelled to turn off the video. He is extremely boring, and I'd even say he's annoying. But we don't go so far as legitimizing conventional parties and conventional dynamics, which can only yield conventional results, which are by their very nature opposed to the revolutionary consciousness that we are making every effort to promote. So no, uh, this guy does not lead an organization that just organically grew out of a political movement. No, this guy has no vision. The group is fake. He's fake. It's it's all fake. Now on their Telegram page, uh, <laughs> Patriot Front posted this video of them training. Uh, they're training in the middle of the woods, all dressed up in their cute matching outfits, and they're all still wearing the balaclavas. Why? What? You guys are all alone. There's no one there to see you. Why are you wearing those? This is so absurd. Oh, and do you guys want to see some really bad acting? Check this out. After a while, like I, I mean, I didn't know about Patriot Front, and then I, I discovered it, and you know, two weeks later, I'm walking around the city, and I see his stickers, and I'm like, man, I'm not alone. 
Like, there's other guys out here. Like, I have to do something. I, I, I gotta go meet these guys. Like, I got, I gotta so, make some friends. So stickering works. Activism yeah. works. Yeah. That's why you're here. I saw this guy's stickers and I'm like, wow, you know what? I'm not alone. <laughs> Give that guy the Emmy. Now, according to the Anti-Defamation League, which is an absolute crap leftist organization, but in this case, them being a crap leftist organization actually makes my point stronger. Uh, according to the Anti-Defamation League, this group, Patriot Front, was responsible, <laughs> this is crazy, for 80% of the racist, anti-Semitic, and otherwise hateful messages in the United States in 2020. 80%. And that, by the way, is all hateful messaging, whether it's against black people or white people, men, women, whatever. So now if this group was created by the FBI, and I think that's possible, then the FBI is responsible for 80% of the bigoted messaging in the United States in 2020. Uh, in any case, 80% of the hate messaging in 2020 is definitely just hoaxes because this group is fake. And that in itself is pretty crazy. But consider this, most hate crimes, most hate graffiti, stuff like that, turns out to be hoaxes, almost almost all of it. And so this other 20%, I mean, it would also include a lot of other hoaxes. So, you know, if like a black guy wrote the N-word on a wall as a hoax to make people think that there's like white supremacy or whatever, that's part of that other 20%. But it's even crazier than that because that 20% must also include hateful messages not produced by white people. So if a black guy posts a swastika on a synagogue, that's included. If a black guy writes something, some kind of graffiti against Asian Americans or something, right, that's included. If the N-word is written by a Mexican or anti-immigrant stuff is written by some ethnic minority, all of that is included. So, who? I mean, what percentage of this is is white people, is actually white supremacy? And you should know that a lot of hate propaganda is produced by the nation of Islam. And, and I mean a lot of it. The Christmas Parade butcher, Daryl Brooks, was clearly influenced by ideas that came out of the Nation of Islam, if you look through his social media posts. And I'm going to be posting a video on that soon, so look out for that. Um, and I'm also doing a video on the fact that Facebook has discovered that 90%, 90% of its hate speech on their platform is anti-white or anti-male. And if that's true, then the amount of hate speech in America expressed by white people is like infinitesimal, practically zero. And yet white supremacy is being called the number one domestic terror threat in America. And, you know, this narrative is being pushed by Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI. And it's being pushed by just about every Democrat in Washington, including the so-called president. I mean, this is what they want you to believe. And that's really the point of this. That's really the point of Patriot Front. There is no significant white supremacist threat in America. And so someone, perhaps the federal government, perhaps Antifa, perhaps a nonprofit, perhaps a leftist billionaire, someone is manufacturing this threat. They've created the illusion that white supremacy is a threat. And so although this Patriot Front thing is pretty funny and it is very funny it's also incredibly dangerous because why are they doing this i mean why do the democrats and the fbi want americans to believe that white supremacy is a major terrorist threat at all well consider who they're characterizing as white supremacists it's primarily white men white republican men white republican 
Trump supporters. This is political. This is an American political party and an American law enforcement agency working together to target decent Americans for political reasons. They're coming after innocent conservative voters. This is in itself a kind of terrorism. Leftists loot luxury stores. They burn down businesses. They topple statues. Nobody is touched. They are left alone. Conservatives walk through a building taking selfies and they get thrown in prison for years. This is political persecution by American law enforcement on behalf of the Democrat Party. Now, again, this doesn't mean that they that the FBI is behind Patriot Front. I mean, I don't know who is, but whoever it is, let's think about what their goal might be just for one second. Now, there are two likely motivations for an operation like this. One, you know, if, if it is an FBI thing, then one goal would be the recruitment of right-wing activists. Activists are drawn to activist organizations, of course. So the FBI creates false social media accounts, they infiltrate existing organizations, uh, and they do these things in order to keep tabs on the most extreme activist types uh, in order to catch them if they're going to execute an act of terror. But this, creating their own group like this, this would be a massive step beyond that. This would be going way beyond just watching. You know, they would be creating a real-life group and recruiting people into that group, which, according to my former FBI agent source, has never happened in the FBI. So this would be an entirely new tactic for them. However, we do know that they've already gone a step beyond what they're supposed to do uh, in Michigan and on January 6th. I mean, we know that they are now willing to plan terrorist actions for the activists, and they'll even supply them with weapons in order to supposedly catch them in the act of carrying out a terrorist plot. But, you know, they created the terrorist plot. I mean, the so-called terrorists that they catch, according to the reporting, are just kind of going along with it, sometimes very reluctantly. And since Revolver exposed the FBI's involvement in the Whitmer plot and then later in the January 6th protests, we've all become very familiar with this tactic. And I cannot express strongly enough how grateful I am to Revolver and Darren Beatty for that reporting. It, that is truly game-changing stuff. But the other motivation for this kind of operation, the Patriot Front operation, is what a lot of people call a false flag. Now, a false flag is just a hoax, right? That's all it is. A lot of people, I think, get scared off by that term because it sounds like a military operation. It sounds like a conspiracy theory, you know? Um, and it certainly can be a military operation, and a lot of people will reference the term PSYOP or psychological operation when talking about uh, a false flag. Um, and that term also sounds really scary and like it's a big deal. But at the end of the day, a false flag really is just a hoax perpetrated by you know, the military, or the CIA, or the FBI, or some other government agency. The idea is to create some kind of ruckus, right? Uh, either something innocuous like a, a protest or a provocative bit of graffiti or something like that. Um, but it also could be something deadly, like a full-blown terrorist attack. Um, but the idea is then you blame that ruckus or that attack or that provocative thing or whatever on a group that you're trying to defame. The idea is that you create this swell of opposition within the public against the group that you're blaming for whatever you've done. In the case of foreign targets, this is most likely going to be a foreign government that the U.S. wants overthrown. But in the case of the Whitmer plot, January 6th, and the Justice for January 6th rally, um, and now maybe even this Patriot Front group, the target appears to be conservatives. And so the motivation here is that conservatives will look scary and crazy and more people will vote Democrat. 
Now, this second motivation is certainly going to be a motivation of whomever it is that's doing this, the FBI or, or otherwise. And I actually believe that they've been mildly effective in, in doing this already. But by the looks of it, these people have a long-term strategy here. And, and so far, you know, I don't think we've seen anything yet. I think this group is going to do much worse things, much bigger things. I don't know what it is yet, but that's, that's my guess. Now, I dug deep into this group's social media presence. Um, I recommend joining their Telegram in particular. There are some hilarious videos on there. Um, but, but here's the really scary thing. Their Gab account has been around since August 2017. Now, Gab wasn't even a known company at that point. Uh, but that was like Trump's first year in office. And it's kind of weird that this fake militia Gab profile is created at that point, right right when Trump takes office. So if this is Antifa or Porge Poros or some leftist nonprofit or what, whatever, you know, they've been trying to develop this group for a long time. And if it's the FBI, well, then it looks like this started very early in Trump's presidency, which is, as you know, when James Comey was the director. And that makes perfect sense to me. And this Gab profile is one of the main reasons why the FBI theory still makes sense to me, despite the fact that the Patriot Front guys are definitely not FBI agents. Now, if it is the FBI, then this Gab profile suggests something even more sinister. And what I'm about to say is going to sound a little crazy, um, and it's definitely speculative, but uh, I've been thinking about this kind of thing for quite some time now. What if Gab is a social media site created and run by the FBI or the NSA or the CIA or something like that? What if they monitor everyone on that social media site? What if the whole reason that it's there is to monitor the people that they don't like or that they think is, are suspicious? I mean, everybody says we should all move to Gab, get off Twitter and move to Gab, but that might be the last thing that we want to do. I mean, at this point, I trust no one. Now, regarding Patriot Front, you know, no right winger is going to be fooled by these morons. There, there's no real threat of that, I don't think. Uh, but this organization is clearly trying to further this BS narrative that white supremacists are like the number one threat in the nation. And, and this is working a little bit. It's tricking some leftists. And I've seen plenty of leftists react to this on Twitter. And they really believe it. It's a bit laughable, but it's also you know, a little concerning. I just grabbed one example off Twitter. This guy, Jim Harold of Omaha, writes, Another reminder that we should all read the tragic history of Weimar Germany. The public display here and many others we've seen over the past months are not at all unlike the brown shirt movement. Of course, our institutions are stronger, but for how long? <laughs> so dramatic. Uh, but, you know, I saw like a million uh, tweets like this, uh, like leftists reacting to this group as if it was a real right wing group, which it absolutely is not. And Patriot Front, although yet to get on the radar of the national news companies, has been the subject of several local news stories. And back now on Eyewitness News with a group of white supremacists who marched through the streets of Philadelphia on this 4th of July weekend. A confrontation between people protesting immigration and customs enforcement and a reported white nationalist group caught on camera this morning. A member of Occupy ICE SATX took this video at their campsite outside of the ICE facility close to the intersection of Wurzbach Parkway and Nacogdoches. Stickers with the name of a white nationalist group posted outside the door of a state representative. 
It's a group that has posted stickers in several Pittsburgh neighborhoods, including Lawrenceville. And that's where we find Kim Gable, who has more details about the group behind the symbols. The mayor tweeted out earlier today that while he respects everyone's right to free speech, his administration stands against everything the group represents. Stay with Eyewitness News as we continue to follow this story. Here's the bottom line. The more fear that leftists can inspire in Democrat voters, the more public support they'll have to arrest good law-abiding conservative Americans. If Patriot Front is an FBI operation, it's an indication that the FBI is now investing in massive operations initiated exclusively to target conservative Americans. The FBI, if this is them, has clearly decided that conservatives are the enemy and they've mobilized against us. Now, I've said many times in this video that I don't actually know who's really behind this group, but I am willing to make an educated guess. I'm going to guess that this is not the FBI. It looks to me like this is the project of some kind of like left-wing organization. Maybe it's a nonprofit or a so-called think tank or something like that. Probably not the Lincoln Project, but a group like them. It may even be the DNC. Someone left-wing dreamed this up as a valuable political strategy. This group never does anything really violent or destructive. They march, they put up their stickers, they put up their banners, they spray stencil art. That's about it. They barely even express a message. They don't talk to the press. They don't even seem to be interested in recruiting anyone. To me, this looks purely like a show put on for Democrat and moderate voters. This looks to me like theater, nothing more, nothing less. And I think that the young men marching are all paid actors. And those paid actors are probably guys recruited from Antifa or BLM or groups like that. And I think that because if, you know, if I were in some kind of group of wealthy intellectual douchebags who wanted to hire a bunch of fake right-wing activists to make the right look bad, you know, I think your best option there is to hire left-wing activists who want the right to look bad and then if you pay them well and you require them to sign an NDA, non-disclosure agreement, um, especially one with like a million dollar penalty for violating it, well, then, you know, they'd be contractually obliged to keep quiet about it, sure, but then they would also understand that if, the, that you know, the plan would not work if they talked about it. So I think that this is the scenario that makes the most sense in my mind. The only thing that doesn't make 100% sense to me is the Gab account that's been there since 2017. Unless, you know, they planned this project way back then. It just took them three years for it to mature. And that is definitely possible. Um, then again, the feds could be running the whole thing. Uh, at this point, I certainly would not put it past them. Well, I've presented you guys with all of the clues that I have. And I look forward to seeing if you guys can unravel the mystery of Patriot Front. Um, I mean, I've always been impressed with the intelligence of my viewers. So please let me know what you guys think in the comments below. I'm really looking forward to, to reading them uh, this time in particular. Now, before I go, go check out my Mr. Pagan channel. I've got a really funny new video on there. I'm quite happy with that one. Uh, so if you guys need a good laugh after this pretty intense video, go ahead and check that out. That's it for me. And remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just they know so much that is not so. Good night. The goal for all of us should be that one day things will be done neither because of nor in spite of any of the differences between us, ethnic differences or racial differences, whatever they may be, that we will have total equal opportunity for all people. And I would do everything I could in my power to bring that about.
Come see the media frenzy over a possibly fake rally hyped by an AI face bot. Or as Bill Whittle put it backstage, welcome to the 21st century. Hey everybody, I'm Steve Green with Bill Whittle and Scott Ott. And this is Right Angle brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Gentlemen, you know, this is just such a crazy story. I, I had to lead Insanity Rap with it on uh, Tuesday of this week over at BJ Media. So there was a rally on Saturday in Washington, D.C. by members of a group called Patriot Front, I think it is. Um, double checking. Yes, Patriot Front. I went to their website. I read their manifesto. Oh, man. It's just it's just 1930s fascism dressed up with some some pro-America language. Just really bad stuff. When they talk about collective liberty, I'm just like, oh. That's collective not even liberty. a yeah, that's, thing. We're, we're big on that. Collective. Yeah, collective liberty. That's like Joe Biden awareness. Just it's it's not a thing. Anyway, so about a hundred of these uh, these protesters marched in Washington on Saturday. They didn't have a permit, um, and uh, it looks so much like the uh, the feds who showed up at that yeah. uh, the, the, that September rally that even Donald Trump warned was a trap. Because they're all guys who look to be fit, late 20s, early 30s. They're all wearing khakis, blue windbreakers. They're carrying shields for some reason. And, what gets and me they've is all I got the same sunglasses, Steve. There's the yes. giveaway right there. Yes, and the white They've gators. all got the same dark sunglasses. It's absurd. Yeah. It, it, it so much looks like a setup. Even the website. Um, I've seen some of these neo-Nazi things, and this thing looks way too professionally done. So the whole thing just stinks to high heaven for starters. Um the thing that got me, Bill, is the uh, they had a drummer, a couple of drummers, and yet they still couldn't actually march. So I don't think there was an actual military veteran in the entire group. So when you see something like this, and I'll get to the hype part in uh, in just a minute, Bill, when you see something like this, I know your nose starts to twitch. Your uh, that's wrong, Dar starts to ping, and yet things like this always get reported as straight news, don't they? Yeah, it's funny how that happens, isn't it? Uh, I'm looking at one of these pictures, Steve, I guess, since I get to do the thumbnails, it'll be the picture on the thumbnail for this episode. And it breaks my heart to say this. It really does. But I'm looking at this picture. And the first thing that came into my mind is FBI. <laughs> That's what it looks like. to me. Same. They all look exactly like what, what you would expect FBI agents to look like. One thing I can assure you of is that that is not a genuine group of, of American citizens who got together for whatever purpose, nefarious or otherwise. That is not a random sampling of a political group in America. That is a group of people who have been sampled beforehand. These, as you say, these are all young, white, fit males wearing uh, the same exact masks, the same exact hats. They're wearing khaki shorts and they're uh, and and you could say, well, they're handing out that uh, uniform, but they're all wearing the exact same kind of aviator sunglasses that the uh, that the feds always wear when they want to stand in the corner and look cool and talking to their lapels. And um, and so uh, the fact that, th that this is undoubtedly yet another attempt to paint uh, Republicans, conservatives and especially Trump supporters as a bunch of Nazis, because, as you know, the amount of real injustice in this country is is fallen way short of demand. And we are making a synthetic injustice just as fast as we possibly can. Um, and that's that's exactly what this is. This this is what our government has has become now. It's become 
an organization to plant evidence against half of the country so that the other half of the country can believe the lies about that uh, uh, half of the country that didn't exist in the first place that justifies their hatred of them, that therefore justifies their oppression of them. So there aren't any real conserv there aren't any conservative Nazis because Nazism is a collectivist idea. It's National Socialist German Workers Party. You can't be a conservative and a Nazi at the same time. But they are waving the flag around a lot. We wave the flag around a lot, too. So if you can get somehow get the flag waving connected to uh, to Nazis and uh, and then you then you've scored a real win from the public uh, perception of uh, people who wave flags. Uh, I, I saw this picture and I and I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. I'm going to go with laugh. And the reason I'm going to go with laugh is because two years ago I would have been crying. Now it just looks absurd to me. I don't think anybody believes this. I don't think anybody buys it. And the, the, the especially funny part is that somehow they think they can get away with this in the age of the Internet. Uh, it, it's, it's just simply not it's just simply not going to happen. But as you say, the news is selective. So when it becomes known that this whole thing was, in fact, a, a, a farce and a false flag kind of thing. Will that be? Um, will that become news? Of course not. No, just disappear like the morning dew. Bye bye, um, Scott. Then things got weird. If you'll let me quote uh, Les Nessman, the famous Thanksgiving episode. Um, I don't Steve, even know I'm where sorry. to begin with I'm this. Sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I, I know. I yeah. know. I always butt in, but I just, I just looking at this picture, and I just, I just finally got this. When you've got a bunch of young men who are trying to have a, a if, let's say this was real, okay? When you've got a bunch of young men who are trying to impress themselves and others with how how tough you are, you dress them like you dress Antifa. You put them in combat pants, you put them in combat boots, you put them in dark colors. You don't dress them like they're all 150-year-old uh, veterans of, 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 the, of a rotary club. You don't dress yourself like Rotary Club members if you're trying to intimidate people. And, and I'm looking at these pictures of these guys in their powder blue shirts and their and their khaki pants. And and I just don't believe it. I just don't. Yes, it's a Patriots. revolt of the middle managers. Ooh. Pharmacist uh, fronts. So Scott, this whole thing got publicity pretty much for one reason, because there weren't there weren't enough people there to actually generate uh, a, a real scene. A hundred or so. A Twitter account was created just a, a couple of days before the Saturday rally, uh, claiming to be a person by the name of Cheryl Llewellyn. And people on Twitter disassembled this account. It was, it was a glorious thing to see. Uh, Cheryl's pretty face is apparently an AI blend of a couple or three different photos. You can easily find you know headshots on a Google image search. Um, there's no evidence of Cheryl Llewellyn having existed anywhere on Google prior to uh, Wednesday or Thursday of last week. Um, she'd only tweeted a few things before Saturday when she sent out this ominous tweet about 500 white nationalists are storming the Capitol. And she tagged a bunch of reliably progressive journalists on this tweet who then ran with it, and this tweet from an imaginary person on a brand new account went viral. And as somebody who's used a lot of social media, that never happens, ever. So her warning about the neo-Nazis, once it went viral, the account turned around 180 degrees, uh, and it became a Patriot Front account, 
then that was pushing Patriot Front propaganda. Um, yeah, the banner was changed and just a complete 180. So this makes me willing to entertain the notion that uh, that this Patriot Front might even be a legitimate group. Might. I'm entertaining the notion. But what astounds me is how somebody, whether legit or false flag, is able to do what they just did. Is anything real anymore? Yeah, it's funny because Bill, in a, in a slightly different context, said that uh, you can't do this in the age of the internet. And I immediately thought, you can only do this in the age of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> this is, and, and he was sp- talking about something you else. You can't get but, away with it. But yeah, um, yeah. It, it's... I, I think that there are many, many people out there who, for a variety of motives, are looking for ways to come up with scams so that they can become briefly uh, notorious or uh, famous, depending on how you look at it. Um, I, I disagree with Bill. I don't think the FBI would do anything like this. I don't care whose political administration is in charge. I don't care what you think about what former FBI director James Comey did. The FBI is not sending 100 people out to the street in identical clothing to see if they can uh, make everybody think that a bunch of Trump supporters have gone I- insane. Um, I do uh, look at that group and, you know, relatively young people. And I think finally somebody has figured out how to get young people out of doors and away from their computers. So <laughs> I think we finally got them doing something healthy. They're out there attempting to march, apparently with no previous experience at marching. I really don't think anybody outside of the cloister of whoever created this thing uh, knows truly what happened. Um, I, I think we run into risky territory, though, on both sides of the political aisle when we immediately attribute to what whatever is happening or whatever new phenomenon pops up to the narrative of what we already believe about somebody we think is doing something wrong. Um, I, right now, if I had to lay a, a, a bet on this based on the sparse information that I have, I'd say that this was somebody, uh, either there is a group that wants to style themselves as the Patriot Front and uh, decided that the way to get a little publicity was to do it this way, um, or somebody with a Twitter account who knew what this Patriot Front group was doing decided to have a little fun with it and found a way. And this is really, I think, the kind of interesting part about this story, found a way to bypass uh, Twitter's system of weeding out such things by essentially changing the face of their account at the last second right before they needed it. Yeah, the account, by the way, has been suspended, but Twitter won't say exactly why. They just give the usual uh, violation of our our community standards, community standards or whatever yeah. the uh, the thing is. I would really like to know what that account did or said to uh, to get banned after generating this uh, this this viral tweet. Um, that said, you know, this reminds me of Twitter back in the good old days. I don't want to sound like old man Grumpus on my porch yelling at, at, at clouds. <laughs> But what people forget, as awful as Twitter has become, dominated by the cruelest progressives and the the stupidest bots you could possibly imagine, it was really the right. It was conservatives who discovered Twitter first and generated a lot of interest in that platform. The first Tea Party rallies were, by and large, organized on Twitter, often in DMs, sometimes publicly. And it was a great platform for the right. And then, of course, the wokes came in, the progressives came in, the professionals came in. It just ruined what I used to call my 24-7 cocktail party that I could drop in on any time and have a nice conversation with people that I knew or, or didn't know. It was lovely. But since then, we've seen 
a bunch of Twitter alternatives spring up as Twitter has gone downhill. Uh, Parler is the one that comes to mind. And I've tried all of them out. And most of them consists of a lot of righties promoting their latest column and none of the fun, none of the conversation, none of the, the things that drew me to Twitter in the first place back in 2008, 2009. So it makes me wonder with a little regret. I know what happened with Twitter. Wonder what happened to us. There's your right angle on that brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time. 